0: Listening to cc podcast. Hey, listen, you listen to 90s for free, and that's not gonna change. But if you wanna start paying for it, you can go to patreon.com slash nine to five cc and subscribe to the iheart 9 level to a support us financially and B get access to a bonus episode. Called Garbage Time. Each and every episode of 90s, we record a Garbage Time where we talk about stuff that doesn't fit into the main show. On this week's uh, Garbage Time, we talk about Indiana Jones, Marvel Snap, uh, the origin of the phrase "your toast." On this episode, the episode that you're about to listen to, though, we talk a lot about comics. Uh, you know, for those of you who know us personally, you know that 90s is kind of an extension of conversations that uh, John Scott and I used to have over a beer back at Dawson Sci-Fi, so on and so forth. And the first half of the show is really that—we're just talking about Legion, the TV. TV series, the comics, how it ties in. We talk a lot about Shadow King. Did you expect that? No, you didn't. We talk a lot about Shadow King. Uh, we also talk about uh, Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake, The Eternals. Um, what else do we talk about? We t- I went to Banksyland, and we talk a little bit about the Unity debacle. All this and more on 90s. Roll the music, John
1: trepanation, and you're like, oh, no. I get how some people get to that point.
0: Mm-hmm. In, Explain in medieval Explain like I'm five.
1: Drilling a hole in your head to relieve pressure.
0: I don't like what Mason did in Dead Like Me. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Crickets. You guys remember Dead Like Me? Remember Dead Like no, Me? The show? No. No. Mm. What was it? The chick who was a grim reaper? Yeah, that's it. Uh, like, yeah. so an airplane explodes in the sky, and uh, what do you call it? <laughs> the toilet seat of the airplane flies down and kills her. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how she dies. And then instead of dying proper, it's like every whatever millionth reapers or something like that. Like every grim reaper has a has a little tally, mm-hmm. and then when they hit their quota, the last person they reap takes their spot.
2: Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a fun show. It's Did he the... throw the toilet seat?
0: No. no I no, say no. he.
2: Maybe the death was a she. I... Uh,
0: no, I don't even remember who the death was that like took her. I mean, it's like the the, the death that took her was only in like a single episode, and then just kind hmm. of vanishes into the thing. And then she like encounters other reapers and all that stuff. And Mason is one of the uh, one of the other reapers who was like a like a kind of like a. I think he started off as like a '60s drug guy, but like as you see him through time. He's been a drug guy at all at all times, and it turns out that how he died was that someone told him that drilling a hole in your head while you're on acid or whatever was like the ultimate high, and there was a way to like do it without killing yourself. Mm. He was like, because it was like he was like opening up holes in your skull mm-hmm. to, to to fucking open your third eye or whatever. But obviously, Pi? Like,
2: do you think he screws it up? Do you think pie? He was trying to trepan himself.
0: Maybe to like relieve the relief. That's what it was, the, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I don't think he was necessarily trying to commit suicide at the end of Pi.
2: No. So, yeah.
0: Anyway, so yeah, Mason messes that up and kills himself. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyways, that's Time. how I'm feeling. Yeah, right on. Oh, drill yourself in the head. <clears throat> yeah, What's up, yeah. boys? I I kind of checked out of the news recently. At least a lot of the important news. I did, oh. I did find the important news that Rob Liefeld drew uh, the new Captain America with big giant man breasts like he drew captain america back in 1996 but just, but he's got to be shits. doing it
2: now yeah just to like just for shits and to make fun of himself a little yeah i think, which he's, is, I yeah. think
1: he's been doing that for 20 years now
0: <laughs> like his turn of the
1: yeah it's 2003 yeah he's, he knows what the joke is and he just goes with it like he could learn to draw Better. Yeah, just, <laughs> I, I'm sure he, he can. Twenty years and all the time, you know, like he's been drawing since the '80s. I'm sure he can draw better than what he he's like, puts no together way, stylistically.
0: Leifeld style. He's like, I'm and just like Sinkevich. Everybody loves my style. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> You're like no, nobody, no friend you don't. Nope.
1: Man, I'm I'm reading uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, like the OG Jim Valentino '90 stuff, like mm-hmm. pre. How is it? So, for one of the... One, it's bad. It's just... It's fucking crazy bad. Um, But one of the, like, backup stories was drawn by Herb Trimpey, who's the guy that created Wolverine.
0: Okay.
1: He drew that Wolverine-Hulk-Wendigo comic. So, -hmm. like, real House of Marvel style kind of guy. And this is the early 90s, so you're thinking he's, like, in his 50s or 60s when he's drawing Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's just... Aping Liefeld. <laughs> he says, I can draw what all the cool kids are drawing. They they like that hatchy crap. I I can oh do that. God. And he and he
2: does. And he does it so perfectly awful that it's crazy. Like just... another ab on there. Is it possible it's a satire? Like he's like poking fun of him? No, no, he's
1: actually trying to keep working.
0: Yeah, it's like that was the that was the style, that was the time. Thanks, thanks yeah. for that, Todd. <laughs> It, it, and like, it was McFarlane, like it was really, really like yeah. McFarlane was the new shit and everybody just started aping McFarlane and the e- early McFarlane stuff is not good, <laughs> like it's actively ugly. And I can like,
1: remember interviews from from the magazines where like the, the House of Marvel house style guys were just like, we, we can't put out your your 70s looks like everything stuff. So if you want to keep working, you, you got to do it like this, because this is what's selling.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And and a guy like Herb Trimpey was like, well, I got bills to pay, man. <laughs> Let's make some garbage. I,
0: I was reading the, I forget what it was called. It was technically it was Legion Quest, even though it has nothing to do with Legion, but it was the build up to Age of Apocalypse. So that's like 86, 87? No, 94, 95. Really? Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah, early 90s. I was going to say it was like 80s doesn't make sense to this conversation. Yeah. I, I showed John very, ever so briefly, a page of it. It looks like absolute dog shit. Like, people don't even have like fully drawn faces. Mm-hmm. Like, if they're kind of zoomed out or whatever, there's like no detail. And I'm like, there's no. There is no excuse for this. I know how big the page you're working on. You could have drawn his face. You just chose to have two little lines and a jagged thing, and then have him wear a weird, janky power suit because it's the yeah. '90s. It was. I was like, I had to stop reading it. I was like, okay, because I was like, I'm gonna. Because I read, I told, like as we discussed on the show, I read the whatever Second Rise of Apocalypse or whatever the X Factor nonsense, and I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna read the whole build to the Age of Apocalypse. It's like one of the. One of the big ones, right? Like a... Man,
1: people love Age of Apocalypse. I never got it. I anyway. Mean, like it was just it was such a multiverse thing that I, I just didn't care.
0: Like, wasn't it one of the first point. big like multiverse things? Like it's up there, I think, in terms of like a cross. No,
1: no I mean the first one is Days so of Secret Future Wars. Past. Days oh, yeah. of Future
0: Past. I thought Secret Wars predated Days of Future Past.
1: No, Days of Future Past happened before Secret Wars. Secret Wars is one of the big crossovers. It's like the the one where they decided to take characters from the universe and put them together, but it's not really a multiversal thing. So, like, yeah, it was like a universe sprawling, but it wasn't multiversal. Like, the whole time travel, back to the future stuff, that's Days of Future Past. Gotcha. Gotcha. And then, like, X-Men always had big crossovers, like mm-hmm. Fall of the Mutants, and then into Inferno, and then Extinction Agenda, Executioner Song. Like, there's a bunch of those. Mm-hmm. It's just... <laughs> Age of I Apocalypse, know, you always knew it was going to revert back to status quo at the end, so who cares?
0: But isn't that true of basically all the major events? Like, I wasn't like, oh boy, Onslaught, here it is. I get, bet you Magneto and Professor X are going to stay the same guy forever. I guess that's how it is now. Like, you always know... House of M, you're like, yep, I bet you this is... Magneto's just going to be in charge of reality forever. This is comics now. Like, you always know that it's going to...
2: Golly gee, Bradley, you think Superman's dead for real this time?
0: <laughs> I mean... Yeah, like, I can't, I can't remember any, like... other, Literally other than the fallout of House of M, where they were drastically cut the number of mutants. I don't remember anything sticking from events. Follow well,
1: Fall of the Mutants had its own thing when when that happened like the morlocks all died and um not the morlocks colossus My was stuck characters colossus was stuck in his armored farm for like 3 years of comic books kitty pride was stuck in her phased form for like 4 years of comic like well into into Excalibur hmm. like hurt that whole run uh Excalibur started like Nightcrawler and Kitty quit after that stuff um Inferno happens, and that's when Madeline Pryor and the Phoenix and Jean all got mixed up and resolved finally. Mm-hmm. Like there were there was stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah. That that changed the status quo, but not Age of Apocalypse. Like it was such a weird future. Well, except for, except for the
0: fact that like Angel is Archangel forever and never has kind of flipped all the way back. Like that's that's, not, that's a that's long... not
1: Age of Apocalypse though. That's follow the mutants
0: but he's, that's, he's but that's
2: turning around, ladies and gentlemen he's turning around and looking at his it's very rare that he actually has to check the titles visually typically he'll look <laughs> at us in the camera while he does this but this time this time he's had to turn around and look at the look at the library i was i was yeah, actually but, but isn't could, but isn't angel becoming archangel
0: age of apocalypse no let's follow the mutants okay so that which is immediately following age of apocalypse which is Orbs.
1: years and years before
0: years and years before years and years huh. before
1: that's like oh. the start of X Factor.
0: Got it. And then I never then, yeah, read Arca- it,
2: but I did see the movie X Factor. Yeah. No,
0: no uh, age of apocalypse oh, that, that I have not seen. I will t- say something about like just flipping back and forth between like old comics and new comics, old mm. comics, as much as it, like, I was like, okay, I get it. Like, you have little editor's notes about everything, about what's going on and trying to put this in. I get it. Then I tried to pick up, like, midstream, like, well, not midstream, but it's, like, as Grant Morrison picked up X-Men, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I don't know what the hell's going on. Grant, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> I just, like, I don't grasp enough of the setting to give a shit. And also, it's I feel poorly written. It's like the Zorn run. Okay. Like, it's it's shot i usually like grant morrison a lot but i was like like panel to panel i feel like characters are having conversations like they're both talking but they're not interacting with each other you're both just like i was like you're not responding to each other this is weirdly written and then you're like it's zorn the mutant who has a A nova in his brain haha psych out it's magneto spoilers from a 20 year old comic wait did
1: did you start grant morrison's run in the middle
0: no. I think I that's just what skipped. happened
2: and he's complaining.
0: I got no, I got I got sick of it and then I read it on Wikipedia because I did I was like I want to know where this goes but yeah, I but don't want to put up with all of it. So I read all of the, the whole Grant Morrison run like write up. Okay, but I know that's like hundred issues up... later.
1: Zorn only shows up like twenty issues
0: into his run, so No 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 Zorn, Zorn yeah. shows up pretty, pretty early. This is like the all all new X Men, like first one introducing whatever, and yeah. they they show the the Asian like thing. They don't meet Zorn, but he's around because mm-hmm. there's like the the weird mutant factory that has him like in isolation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's not issue one, but that's like within the first trade or two. Like it's pretty early. I really like this guy. like, is like this a three
2: legged rock elemental.
0: Zorn? Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> some Zorn. people would say
1: so Z- no Zorn is a guy in like black leather pants who doesn't wear a shirt and he's got a metal mask on his face
0: to hold in the supernova that's going on in his head
2: yeah. wow. <laughs> hmm.
0: and yeah that's it and they have him in like uh, some Asian mutant factory or whatever else like that just has him contained even though they they're like you could power the entire planet <laughs> you know so that, that's kind of the thing. But then it turns mm-hmm. out to somehow have, have been Magneto all along, which I don't understand at all. And hmm. I was like, I don't care. Then I'm moving moving on to something else. I don't know what I'm going to read Magneto
2: couldn't just solve the world energy crisis instantaneously?
0: Uh, probably, I would think. That. I mean, he, he could rock make like some perpetual battery. motion. Yeah. Like, he could definitely make some sort of an unending power dynamo. Mm-hmm. Just like, whoa, 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 whoa. <clears throat> Do it, man. I mean,
1: I I really like Grant Morrison's run, except for the last four issues, the the ones he did with Mark Silvestri. That's a f- World of Tomorrow or Forever Tomorrow, hmm. which makes no sense. That that one, if you read those, those are super confusing.
0: Those, those <laughs> make, those no, make sense. no sense.
1: There's no context yeah. for them. They jump into the future without a lead up, and then
0: uh. yeah, this was like with this is with Cerebra. Right there's a new ce- cerebro, and then there's also profet- the Professor X lady, Professor Cass- X, Cassandra Nova. Yeah, Cassandra Nova, Cassandra Nova is
1: fucking crazy. That's the most Grant Morrison creation of the whole
0: Grant Moore. It's <laughs> the most great. Grant Morrison thing of all time. Just the of, skinny of that bald X-Men lady.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that was Professor Xavier's fraternal twin that he killed in utero.
2: What? Now she's back
1: <laughs> and and as she was dying she implanted her consciousness into the back of his subconscious waiting for the day that she could plot her revenge from the in utero murder that xavier did
0: take that very, that's Charles very grant warson there's also wild sentinels Yep. Yeah. there was Fire. a sentinel there was Yeah, exactly, because there was a sentinel factory in, like, a jungle, and then after whatever that guy died, they just, like, started off their own programming and just started, like, spiraling out of control, and they were like, wild sentinels! I was like, they're robots! What are, why, how are they wild? They're like, savages! Savage sentinels all over the place! I, was,
2: I want to go back to the psychic Edward Mordrake was she like literally on the back of his head
0: No 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 she was like telepa- she... like remember the telepath she was like yeah 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 she was just like, like a, it was just her her telepathic subconscious was in his like in the recesses of his mind so uh-huh. she wasn't like a physical face like edward mordrake right it was she was just a consciousness I in see. his mind
1: she she took her personality and, and memories of being not born yet but evil mm <laughs> And, and threw them into his brain to gestate.
0: I went back to the show years. notes, and I was like, I, mean, I should update these. And I'm like, no, nah, it's still comics talk.
2: It's, it's, it's <laughs> preposterous, but, I, but I, I don't hate
1: it. You, you, there's, there are full panels of the, the <laughs> unborn fetuses fighting to the death. Yes.
2: That is so incredibly dumb. I mean, I just love that it's the thing.
1: <laughs> People talk it about did. Grant Morrison like he's... He's a genius. And he's not. He's just real fucking weird.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> but I think that's. and also that's... has
1: he's got some ability to to like convince his editors.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what he's I saying that it's a good idea.
0: <laughs> that that's that's the big one is that like he just gets to be in charge of like like giving him Doom Patrol is like is fine. Because <laughs> you're like no one knows cares about this. Here's you have just fun in the DC universe, Grant. Whee! Yeah, this was some
1: like old Fantastic Four rip-off. Yeah, exactly. So it's like
0: like I understand him running like roughshod through Doom Patrol, giving him the X Men. What are you doing, Marvel? <laughs> like, I mean, why, that's why are you letting this trying happen? Trying
2: to sell some comic books.
0: I guess so. But but he's like well regarded, and I guess he sells well. Right? I, I like again.
1: I like his new X Men run. Like Rioted Xaviers is a great story.
2: Like, has any of his works been translated to the screen?
1: Uh, I mean, sort of. The Black Leather Costumes was was Grant Morrison. He was like okay, spandex, like and was... he was like spandex and yellow is not what the X Men are. They need to wear jackets and kind of like piecemeal school uniforms. That
2: so, like the first X Men movie was like a style, style nod to style? Grant. Yeah, yeah. Huh. just clothing, though, not the story. I imagine.
0: You know, X two X two is a it's not a Grant Morrison story, but like you can tell that the people that wrote X two were like into Grant Morrison with like Stryker and all that stuff, and the mm-hmm. Melty Man and whatever. Like, it's it's not it is not taken from a Grant Morrison story, but you could tell that people were like, "Yeah, the, this is the X Men weird shit." Yeah. <laughs> like, let's lean into something crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the in utero and whatever else like that, I just finished season one of Legion. I can't believe you put that down, Scott. It's so good. I'm having such a good time with it. Yeah. Captivate. Mm-hmm. The wife likes it. There, it's fine. It's okay. It, it bl- blows my mind that you would watch freaking Arrowverse stuff over this. This is like actually good. This is actual good television.
1: Is it though, <laughs> or is it very Grant apparent? Morrison-y.
0: Hmm. Real mm-hmm. Grant Morrison-y. Yeah. Shadow, sure. Shadow King pret- Shadow King pretends to be his childhood dog so he can live in his psyche. Like rent-free until he's old enough to take over his brain. It's great. That's really cool. And they're like, we should have known. The dog's name was King. I was like, yeah! (laughs) Shadow King just living as a parasite in Professor X's uh, super, super, super mutant son uh, Hmm. is basically the entire crux of the first season. And there's just such weirdness. Jermaine Clement living in an ice cube in the astral plane. It's perfect. And he's like, come back on Wednesday. It's karaoke. Like where, where is this? Uh, it? It's on the Disney Plus. It's on Star. It's uh, FX or FXX or whatever it was? It's it's three seasons. Fox no... it wasn't Fox show? It's FX, bro. It's not Fox. It's FX. I
1: think it's made by Fox Studios cause I, I know FX owns,
0: all... owns Fox owns FX. But I'm just yeah. saying. But it's like it's like saying like Always Sunny is a Fox show. No, it's on FX. It's still like it's one of their premium kind of channels. It doesn't play after Simpsons. Cause like Fox is now trash television. No, I mean
1: I mean Fox Studios.
0: Yes, Fox Studios. It's a Fox Studios show.
1: Yeah, they did that other one with um, Vampire Bill, where they were on the run.
0: Vampire Bill. They
1: came out at the same time. It's like the 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 hidden the something like that.
0: Anyway, Legion's real good. It's but it's Noah Hawley as the showrunner, who's the same showrunner who did uh, Fargo. Yeah, 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 that's it. So yeah, and like, and every episode is written by him too. Like, it's not a like it's his full baby. It's they wow. basically, as near as I can tell, they take Legion himself and Shadow King, and there's allusions in the first season to Professor X existing, and then everybody else is kind of like their own their own creation. So it's like, and if you look it up on Marvelpedia or whatever, it's like it's an Earth, it's an Earth number that is not of the films or of the MCU or of the X-Men movies. It's like it is its own it is definitely an X related story, but it's like they're it's not trying to tie into the multiverse in any way. He's just like I have these characters and this is the story that I'm telling. There are other mutants, but they're my own mutants of my own creation. They're not people that are from like, from comics that you would recognize which, I, which, like, props to that Of You're just sort of like, I have this story that I want to tell Between a couple of characters And I don't want the, like, weight of all of the X-Men hmm. To be, like, <laughs> weighing me down And everybody being like, but when will Wolverine show up? Answer, never Wolverine's never showing up <laughs> You know, like, this is not, yeah. this is not that show Which yeah, the, I, I think
1: the Gifted, that's the name of the other show Stephen uh, Moyer I don't know, I don't know That, but, that one was all about, hey, mutants sir. Are hated and feared. Let's let's chase them around.
0: Well, I mean, this is kind of about that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's in the same universe as The Gifted. It might be in the same. Yeah. I don't know, because yeah, like this is like there's Division Three, which is like, you know, the government division that is sort of like out to snuff out mutants, and then there's the mutants that find uh, David Howler, who's ex, who's Professor X's kid, who's like, they're like, oh, you're you're the guy who can just alter reality and stuff, so. Mm. We can fix this And he's like Too bad I'm schizophrenic Also I have the Shadow King Living in my head I'm in bad shape To be your Super guy
1: Just Just yeah. Legion as a character Always bothered me Like Why? Because he's a Schizophrenic mutant And each one of his Personalities The show really doesn't Do that though hours. Which I
0: like Which I I really like That the show Doesn't do that Like the show Doesn't make him Crazy Jane With like The way he does In the comics like yeah. the show plays schizophrenia a lot more like he's like i don't really know what reality is and reality isn't like it's plays schizophrenia a lot more straight yeah, 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 than not. the comics do because the comics uh, are just like i'm crazy woop, woop, woop.
1: I'm, I'm usually Which with is NPD where any every one of the personalities has a different power
2: like was there any that's... connection to the film glass
0: no no, no. who came first well, Legion came out in 1985 well, as a character. It. Yeah, that'll do it. So I feel that beats it. Legion even beats Crazy Jane, and I feel that Crazy Jane kind of became more iconic and Doom Patrol than Legion ever did in X Men because, like, they made, they wrote him too powerful, right? They're just sort of like, oh man, we need to like shove you under the couch, <laughs> like as a character, because we can't ever really deal with you because you have limitless power and are stupid to write, <laughs> like.
1: Mm-hmm. And they're <laughs> stupid to write, like they gave him the. Sienkiewicz to draw, and he was like, cool!
0: And then Yeah, they're... the Sienkiewicz drawings are dope. <laughs> I, like, I yep. like the Sienkiewicz drawings of Legion. They're very cool. Legion as a character in the comics, not cool. Not I think good. that's why I, like, wrote off the story in my head. I was like, Legion, Legion's a dumb character. I <laughs> just, like, forgot about it. And then it was only, like, a couple weeks ago that I found out on the internet that apparently it's, like, a 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and has like an 80-90% to 90% score on all three seasons on Metacritic and I was like, what? And features like Aubrey Plaza, Jemaine Clement, and it was run by Noah Hawley I was like, hang on a second <laughs> and then I like, they were like, it's not like the comic, and I was like, you got me <laughs> like it plays schizophrenia a lot like you know, actual schizophrenia, not zany multiple personalities which, which also makes it great for Shadow King to be hiding in his head because like, of course, you're schizophrenic you wouldn't think, like, you wouldn't... Th- what, John, you made a face. Do you know who Shadow King is? Nope. Oh, man. Shadow King. <laughs> Shadow King is the guy who basically crippled Professor X. Hmm. That's
2: what
0: not mean, King Shark? Sort of.
1: No. It was I'm Lucifer who first crippled Professor X.
2: Wait. Shadow King. Literal, not actual Satan?
1: Lucifer. No, a, a a bad guy who called himself Lucifer. Um, who lived bad guys are in a sneaky like that. <laughs> He had uh-huh. a secret underground base and he, he crippled him.
2: Mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on. But there's a Mephistopheles, isn't there? Who has like literal mm-hmm. magic Mephisto. powers Mephisto. and
0: shit? Mephisto. Mephisto,
2: okay. So so yeah. there being a literal Satan is not that far out of the...
0: No, the literal Satan is Mephisto. Yeah.
1: Hmm. He's he's the one who who brought Aunt May back to life if Peter Parker would just give up the memories of his love for Mary Jane.
0: Fair deal. Because what's his face just wanted Peter Parker to be a teenager again. He's like, I man, I wanna <laughs> I, I wanna write like I wanna write fun Peter Parker stories like back when he was like a bachelor and just chilling. Late for mm-hmm. dates. Late for Actual. dates is
1: what the kids want.
0: Yeah, exactly. Actual devil deal. <laughs> mm. Who was it? Who was running the show at that point? Was it Casada? Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> it was Cassada going through a divorce or like a midlife crisis or whatever and he was like I want Peter to be like when he was when I was a kid (laughs) which which was also with
1: the devil which was also married because Pete got married in 86 (laughs) no 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 I want him like the cartoon
0: (laughs) I want him like the 90s cartoon what
1: yeah that's so he'll make a deal with the devil then of course that's the Peter Parker thing to do
0: yeah, Peter Parker thing is to make an actual deal with Satan, aka Mephisto.
2: He might have not have thought it was for real. I don't know. No, he definitely get out of, out of here. here. You're really Satan? Sure, I'll take that deal. <coughs> you know, no, no, no.
0: he's seen Mephisto a bunch. He was there at okay. the uh, the Infinity Saga. Cause like yep, Mephisto and, when 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 yeah. Magneto gets uh, no, Magneto when Thanos gets the infinity gauntlet and is like ha, ha, ha Mephisto's just sort of like well let me be the first to say that I for one love your love you and anoint you as the new ruler your first follower this guy <laughs> and, <laughs> and, like, here, I mean <laughs> his, his power isn't limitless so he's like he just yeah. play he, like Mephisto like pops up into appearance like next to he's well he's hanging out with Thanos to begin with to see if he can pull it off because he's like, boy, howdy, if you pull this off, that's crazy. <laughs> so Mephisto's he, just hanging out with Thanos, and then he does then pull he it sees off, and he's Thanos.
1: Like... He sees Thanos, like, rip the living tribunal to pieces.
0: Yeah. And he's, he's like, like, Nito, okay. I am your first follower. <laughs> Me, the devil.
1: And, and the fucking one more day... <laughs> Peter does try to go to Tony Stark and Stephen Strange to be like, you have to save Aunt May.
0: Yeah, he's like, wait a second, I know a powerful wizard and the, like, best scientist on the planet. And
1: they're both like, we can't do anything. She got shot. <laughs> She's gonna die. She got shot. She's an old lady. She, was,
0: she was shot by a regular bullet. There is nothing we can do. You're the Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Found Some my things... one weakness. Bullets.
1: <laughs> and then then the, the actual you know the book. Peter Parker's like
0: is I am a... also like a PhD level scientist. I wonder if there's any way I could do this with like nanites or no oh, hey, the devil.
1: <laughs> I I know Madam Webb. She she can take me back in time. Yeah. Nope. Madam nope. Webb nope. alters the that?
0: fabric of reality, no problem. Nope, can't do that gotta go talk to the actual devil. Mm-hmm. The only way to do this.
2: How long until Sony has to do it? Because they don't have <laughs> it. They don't know how to write any stories. They don't do anything original.
1: Sony, they, Sony <laughs> doesn't have to do anything. Sony needs to cast a new Peter Parker and say, look, he's getting bullied in high school. There's a spider. Uh-oh. Right. Chomp. Here it is. They've done it four times already.
0: Yeah. Is it only but, but, but... Yeah. Well, well no, well, yeah, well, te- technically, in f- in film, yeah, there's this counting, counting Toby, not Toby, counting Tom, right? Because they signed right. off on Tom. So it's mm-hmm. the three ones that we know. Plus Miles. And then they also, they, and they also made the Miles Morales movies.
2: Right.
0: <clears throat> but they are making those weird, crazy villain movies in, like, the Venomverse. And I think that we are just a couple years away from having the Mephisto movie. A movie just about the straight-up devil, Mephisto. <laughs> Sony's like, why don't the kids like it? <laughs> oh.
1: Brought to you by the studio that produced Morbius. I was just going to
2: say, it's Morbin' time. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Anyway, I really like Legion. John, if you could check it out, yeah. you might really enjoy it. There, there's a whole... Like, and again, I agree with Scott... Uh, Scott said in an email thread a couple weeks ago he's like sometimes it gets up its own ass and it absolutely does but like I'm here for it like there's like a scene where cause, like 90 easily I say 90% thinking it was it over exaggeration but it's probably close to actual 90% like monstrous portions of the movie by the movie I mean the show take place like in a mindscape or an astral plane and like just not reality where like telepaths are just projecting stuff all over the place and when, like, Shadow King starts to, like, lose it, Shadow King played perfectly by Aub- Aubrey Plaza, which is way better than just a weird fat dude who's <laughs> typically Shadow King. <laughs> a weird fat dude with spider legs. It's not, you know. He doesn't have spider legs. Sometimes he does. That's Mojo who has spider legs. I can literally send you a picture of Amal Farouk with spider legs in the Mindscape thing where he's a big fat guy with a little fez and spider legs. That's People People love drawing him crazy. He's usually just a fat guy in a fez with a suit. Just, <laughs> but anyway, just just not for
1: nothing. Like Shadow King is also a terrible villain. <laughs> he's just he's a, a, he's he's a, just a terrible villain. Yeah, like he's the he's the one who took charge of um, one of the new mutants, just like possessed her wholeheartedly, mm-hmm. uh, and was just like, hey, you know what? Like she was her power was to possess people. Like, she could just leap into their bodies and, like, force drive their body for a little bit. Mm -hmm. He was like, actually, I'm just going to move into yours. And then that's the kind of way they wrote her off the book. Like, they weren't able to save her. And and he just kind of laughed and made his way off. Mm -hmm. He he just went back to his town and started eating and made her 400
0: pounds. (laughs) He's like, you know what what this body's missing? Being a big, fat guy. And I'm Shadow King, a big, fat guy.
1: (laughs) And then he's like, oh, this kind of sucks. And then let her go. I'm like, oh, Shadow King, you're the fucking worst. <laughs> just yeah. so dumb. That was your evil plan.
0: <laughs> well, like but I mean, but, <laughs> but like, he's not like, he's not just like, even Amal Farouk is like the more recent host, right? He's supposed to be like... He's like the like, famous like, host. Yeah, he's like the famous host, but he's supposed to be like ancient, not necessarily a peer of Apocalypse, but he's like mm-hmm. from Apocalypse times, right? Like, as one of the first early mutants, and that's how he's yeah. like... He's survived for so long is that he's such a powerful telepath that he's just a psychic consciousness now and doesn't actually need a body anymore. Mm-hmm. I like him. He's a fun I fun character.
1: He's He is the embodiment of the Flash television show being like, we need a bad guy for Professor Xavier. And oh, another psychic. Oh, now they fight in a psychic plane and they stare at each other with the force of their wills. Yeah. so bad I hate him
0: stupid as I'm saying I like it when he doesn't fight Professor X. my point I also in the X factor comic yeah, that I created there, the a guy features that can go totally, totally commonly, professor X. So as soon as he like, goes lets, evil he lets death out of Archangel's psyche and he's just sort of like now spring me loose from this brain and death is like I'm just like borks him in the psychic plane and Shadow King is like damn it curse your sudden in and inevitable betrayal basically. It's just sort of like, yeah, you let out death, buddy. What was your plan? Stupid. Undid the mental shackles that Professor X put there and let death out. What a guy. Yep. Anyway, Legion. I uh, finished season one. I liked it a lot. Anyway, there's a whole point. Oh, yeah. The point I was trying to make was there's a whole sequence where it stops and it's like a black and white uh film like silent film with like piano and people are just sort of like ah and then it has like the the title cards with the dialogue and stuff it's great the cough means i have covid I <laughs> love that kind of stuff i'm here for it uh anyway mm. so yeah that that what was oh there was one last thing about comics that i wanted to talk about but now it's slipped my mind anyway hold on so. I, I got something I
1: archer and i have been listening to the x-men audio drama podcast
0: uh-huh oh this is the where movie? you the, this is the one you auditioned for
1: I auditioned for the Avengers Fantastic Four, Avengers One as a Fantastic Four character. Gotcha. Um, And because I was following it, the guy is doing another like original story podcast, Mm -hmm. and he was like, "I need some last-minute voices. I'm like putting together the finishing touches of this one. Is anyone available?" I was like, "I'm sitting in front of my computer right now. Give me this. Give me the scripts." So I got my first. (laughs) voice acting credit.
0: Fun. Right on. It's like
1: reporter number four.
0: Nice. Yeah. Does Archer know yet? Or are you going to be like, wait I for just played reporter him like, number four, kiddo. I just played him hey. the credit.
1: Because we've listened to like a full season of the X-Men podcast, I just played him the credits of this episode, mm-hmm. where it was like, and also featuring so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, and so and so and so and so, Scott McIver and so-and-so. And Archer was like, What? Like it's nothing, kiddo. It's one line. You can barely tell it's me. But
0: I mean, it's cool. I'd be it's like, very yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. i would be down. Like, I don't. Know. If I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, my dad's cool. Well, All my dad ever did like... was race cars. <laughs> he, he,
1: his, his voice, his eyes lit up, and he was like, "What?"
0: So I mean, he was, <laughs> he was you're at like... least a little impressed. <laughs> and then yeah. you're like, it's another Scott Maciver. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, what I'm hoping for is, like, just because I did it right away, right fast, yeah, halfway yeah, decently, that, like,
0: you know, if something else
1: happens, yeah, you're, I'm, you're, I'm, you'll I'm be ready. Like, I'm
0: good to go. Put me in the game, coach. Got my gear and everything.
1: How are you going to win the game if Brad Bramish is on the bench? <laughs> I'm Brad uh, Bramish.
0: Yeah. Uh, I. By the way, I remember... <laughs> what my tangential link to comic books was (laughs) because he said miles morales which made me Mm. think of uh childish gambino donald glover which then made me think of uh the new adventure time fiona and cake series that's uh out on hbo max
2: it's good good. it's
0: great it's really good i really really enjoy it and it features the return of uh donald glover as marshall lee Uh if you recall who's the Mm -hmm. vampire king uh, yeah, no, it's really cool. It's, uh, it's absolutely for, well, not say absolutely for adults, but it's, like, it is written for adults. It's even, like, categorized under, like, adult animation. It's not, like, swearing or whatever. <laughs> but, like, there's, there's a lot more violence than OG Adventure Time. Like, when, like, Adventure Time sort of presumes violence, but, like, if Finn and Jake or whatever, like, cuts the head off of a monster, it's usually, like, boop! This is, like, sometimes they cut the head off monster and there's, like, blood and, like, blood and you're, like, whoa, that's... It's not excessive gore or anything, but you're like, oh, right, they do sword fight a lot, and they, like, mess people up with swords a lot, and it's just kind of never shown. And this is, like, it's not basking in gratuitous ultraviolence or anything, but you're like, yeah, this is now a show for, I guess, people in their late teens. Like, when did Adventure Time start? Oh, six, oh, seven? Yeah, I mean, it ended five years ago? Huh. Adventure Time, the American animated series. First episode... Bum-bum-bum-bum... 2007. Yeah, yeah, so that's it. So, like, if you imagine... Like... Yeah, if you imagine 2007, anybody who grew up watching Adventure Time now is, like, an adult. So they're like, yeah, here's, like, an adult show. And the show is, like... They're full half-hour episodes, and they're kind of a lot more, like, grown-up and about, like, character arcs and whatever. It takes (laughs) place uh, post... Way post the events of the Adventure Time series. And basically, like, oh, like, Simon Petrikov is just, like, a regular dude who kind of has his memories of the 20th century. And it's just sort of, like, living around in the future. And it's just sort of, like, Fiona, because he's, like, Ice King is like, stopped writing Fiona and Kate because he's no longer Ice King. The reality of Fiona is just, like, she's just a regular person in, like, a regular boring town because I guess they only exist in, like, his boring subconscious. So, like, she kind of lives in a boring... 20th century city it just has like a regular ass job but like all the characters mm-hmm. are still like prince gumball just works at a bakery or whatever and it's just like a guy who makes sweets marshall lee is just like a dude who like panhandles and plays his bass and stuff and it's just kind of like the convergence of that reality into the main reality via some spells and stuff which i mean i don't want to get into spoilers of season 10 of adventure time mm-hmm. it's uh you know, I know you haven't watched it. Not there thought. yet. No. But yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like it is it is absolutely a continuation, but like a much more grown up kind of like version of it. Huh. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's real fun. I like it a lot. And just the and the trage- tragedy of all tragedies with Kameo Nanjiani. I don't know if you saw that in the email thread. No. So uh as you know, Kumail Nanjiani plays uh Prismo, the wishmaster. <laughs> like you know, like oh, the Oh yeah, this so two-dimensional guy inside of his box yeah yeah i love prismo yeah, yeah great.
2: something happened his, his agent screwed up or whatever apparently yeah because like
0: yeah. so it's it's clearly like prismo's in episode four like prominently and it's like clearly yeah. not him and a lot of people were like yo that doesn't sound like Kamel." and he was like yeah it's not me i don't know what happened like they didn't contact yeah. me or whatever and then adamuto who's like the executive producer was like uh, yeah, we sent multiple requests to your reps, guys. Like, this was not our plans. Yes. I had a little back and forth on Twitter, and Prismo was, and Prismo. I, I you know, Prismo! Yeah, Kumail's <laughs> like, um, yeah, I gotta talk to my reps, I guess. But, like, good luck with the show. And I was like, man, someone's getting fired. Yep. <laughs> Especially, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, it's, it's freaking adventure time. Such a cool character. Such, such a, cool a cool character. Super, like, crazy. an iconic character to the show. Yeah. And you're like, you can't say it's, like, beneath you when frickin' Donald Glover's doing his cameo voice no. for Marshall Lee and whatever else. Like, Mark Maron is voicing the squirrel. There's, like, comedians... The whole voice cast is lousy with comedians all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's... I was like, man, someone someone dropped the ball in reply to that email. They were like, don't you get it? Command on, Gianni's a Marvel guy now. I'm like, is he? are the Eternals ever going to be in another movie? God, I hope not. <laughs> Anyway, God, that, really,
2: movie was,
1: that movie was bad. It was, it was a bad stu- movie. It was
0: just dull and boring. <laughs> it was the stupidest. I think and it stupid. may be... It may be the worst MCU movie. It might yeah. be. Like, I mean, yeah. like it's up there with Thor 2 and Iron Man 3. Like, it's, it's, it is it's it is hanging out in that just dog shit. Because, like, like, MCU movies, as dull as a lot of them can be, I always find they're like a lot of them are just like a C plus where you're like yep that was completely mindless dumb dumb and i forgot about it as soon as i walked out of the theater but i wasn't like bad i wasn't like i'm usually not offended by what i see in an mcu movie mm. like i could be offended by the process john but, if I actually sit down and watch them, I'm like, yeah, it was fine, there was some adventure there was some I can't fun, even fun do fun. it anymore. It's all just the same and you gotta like... check
1: out you gotta check out the eternals then because it's definitely different
0: <laughs> it's different, all new, all different all eternals
1: for for, nah. for a movie to make its mark on me so profoundly with its badness <laughs> that's something special We're it upset me at so many different points of its production and and presentation that I still remember how much I disliked it. I think that's, that's the impressive part. It's (laughs) bad. And it, it, it's also largely ignored by the other movies, right? Like,
0: it has to be a big, big rock band came out of the ocean in the end. Like not just, he's there. He's there now forever.
1: Yeah.
0: And nobody showed up to help at all
1: or, or, and everyone refused to mention it after the fact hey by the way in the middle of the pacific there's another continent there that's made out of the skull of a celestial
0: you say everybody refuses to reference it however earlier this year i went on a little ride called the guardians of the galaxy at epcot and they make fun of it good
2: Like, cause you're like, you're on earth and
0: whatever else like that. And they were just sort of like earth and like, like rocket or whatever is just sort of like, Oh yeah, that's the planet where a guy's head and hand are sticking out of one end or whatever. And I was like, rocket's right. It is the planet where a guy's head and hand are sticking out of one end. They didn't fix it at the end of the movie. They (laughs) just left that as the new canon. It just ends. That's how the Eternals ends is that the, uh, the planet starts transforming into a man and then they stop the man mid transformation. And then his hand and his head is like poking up out of the North Pole. But he's like, he's a planet sized man. So, like, presumably, this is like the size of Everest or whatever the fuck it is. It's like when it's. No, it's like the size of
1: Greenland.
0: Yeah. People could live on it. Yeah, because nowhere is a celestial head. And that's a whole place. Yeah. It's fucking
1: stupid. (laughs) God, whose turn is it for a bad movie?
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh. Yeah, we ha- we should Who's do some up, actually. research and, and work on that. I feel like I should yeah. go through the show notes and, and figure out who is up for a bad movie. We're overdue. Yeah, it's been mm-hmm. a long time.
2: <clears throat> Did you guys hear any of the video game drama? Llama ding dong for the last uh, uh, last the week only, with Unity.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the only oh, drama yeah. that I that I heard about was mm-hmm. that Unity made a, a, a every time someone downloads your game, they'll make a charge. And then they uh, walk, then they walked that back slightly,
2: well, we don't know what the full or maybe it happened today that the the full walk back was revealed that well I, I didn't don't know about the full walk the back, thing. but they said yeah. well
0: because what they said was that whatever it was like the initial device like a de- it would only be charged per device
2: yeah so there, there, there's some there's some like color to the background of this whole thing somebody made a tweet that was unity isn't a game development studio anymore unity is was was like acquired by an ad network, yeah. and it's wearing the skin of a game studio, like like a suit, and then masquerading as a as a game studio. Yeah, which is and, like,
0: but like how how Gmail is masquerading as an email client, and Facebook is masquerading as a social network.
2: Correct. Yeah. The um in 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 this case though the like the thing that they're going after is mobile games, where you do have these people who like. You know they're able to 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 get huge amounts of money out of the system and pay absolutely nothing into Unity. Mm-hmm. There's like a little bit of logic to that, but the way that they went after it is is so aggressive and crazy. They pissed off everybody in the in you know in the indie studio kind of zone. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Caves of Cud.
0: Vaguely, yes. you Perhaps you have it's, said those words to me. I
2: have, I have. It's it's one of the long-running um, uh, roguelike games that mm-hmm. is really, really freaking weird. It's kind of like um, Gamma World? Yeah, yeah. Very much like Gamma World, the, uh, the roguelike. Anyway, it's, it's, it's uh, the guy who runs it starts tweeting, and he's like, oh, so they changed the fee structure. And uh, I wonder what it'll take to port my game here into Godot. And he's like live tweeting the porting process of mm-hmm. getting out. Like they, <laughs> they have enraged the development community with this. Part of the problem is that they went and they retroactively changed terms and conditions about about billing and fee structure. Yeah. Like two years ago, there was a line in their, in their terms of service that said, we will never retroactively change anything. And then they took it out. And then eight, two years later, they're putting this stuff in uh, yeah. and making you pay for updates that, that were in the past.
0: Yeah, which is psychotic. And like I said, and from, from my understanding was that the initial one was that you'd get charged every download, which people were just saying imme- well, immediately. past like,
2: 200000 and pass $200,000 of revenue in a year. Yeah, yeah that's it. So so it, 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 at it is...
1: 20 cents a download. So yeah. one person can download the game and be like, oh, wait, no, uninstall it immediately, generate no revenue for you, and you're out 20 cents. So yeah, five well, people do yeah. that and it's a book.
0: Exactly. And one you know, of the developers was what they like, were actually if that saying was is mean, that they were like, they were saying like ma- malicious malicious actors could write scripts to do just yeah. that and then charge yeah. you millions of dollars. Like there was one so guy who was like that I've that had this the... many
1: There was yeah. one guy who was like I've had this many downloads on my game so they're saying I would owe them 15 million dollars. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah.
0: But at the same time, if you're charging $5 a game or whatever else like that, and, and it's like, it's wild, it's wild too, because like a lot of people, as many people were pointing out that you're like, that's where like people are data mining with cell phone games and stuff like that. Like, or there's uh-huh. other ads or there's other whatever, where it's just like, it's ev- like all these existing games. And like I said, cause it's all in retroactive, all these existing games, people have like forgotten about or whatever. Uh-huh. they're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. I need to like pull my thing off. Or whatever, because like, I've built it without that ad structure. Or the money's gone. You yep. know, like or whatever, like whatever it is. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it's coming out of, but the most recent thing I heard was that it was like so if you, Scott, download and uninstall a game again and again and again on your phone, it's the one mm-hmm. charge. So it's supposed to be like unique device. Yeah. So which is at least some mitigation. But... Sort of. But if you
1: if you run an ad saying, Hey, this is my game and the ad is kind of sketchy. And a hundred people download that game, and then we're like, "Wait, no." Well, yeah, this but that's a hundred people. You need to
0: make two hundred thousand downloads before Unity even gives a shit about your money, right? Like, it's like this isn't going to hit a tiny little developer. It's someone who made some money.
2: So off of there's, it. there's let, me, let me throw some just some. I'm not I'm not rebutting anything you just said. I'm just going to like highlight some parts of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so two hundred thousand dollars. If you're talking about like an actual software engineer, you're not you're not $200,000 is not two people for a year. Right, yeah. so it's actually a very small amount of money in the in the in the grand scheme of sure. development. Here's another another little bit of color to what you were saying. Absolutely you're like on the one hand Unity and their ad network totally have the capabilities of detecting if somebody is abusively re-downloading the game over and over again or if it's like you you install it it doesn't work for 2 seconds you install it, you know you have to download it again. I'm sure that they are capable of detecting those things mm-hmm. and that and that they will write into their contracts that they will do so. However, the process of analyzing that is completely opaque to everybody right all of those numbers you just kind of have to trust what unity is saying which does not sound very good to anybody i don't know
0: i feel i feel that it's a lot like when they tried to do the weird monetization of the open game license where it's like i get where i get where Unity's coming from but then just all wrong in terms of application in terms of like not like not getting developers online not not figuring it out you're just sort of like here's this big blanket statement that is going to screw over everybody and i was like but i can understand where you're like hey we have this platform we want a piece of the pie figure out how that's going to work in a way that doesn't screw people over like Mm -hmm. wanting a piece of the pie is not like irrelevant when you have this like this development platform that everybody is using and you see other people making money off of it and you're not right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I can get like, I understand how corporations work. But then everything that I see about this is a lot like the the D&D thing. You're just sort of like, you had someone saying, hey, wait a second, there's 10 billion games on Unity, and we're only getting this much money. Turn 10 billion games of Unity into $10 billion. And then just like, that's just some CEO's decision. And then people are like, I guess I got to figure out how to turn this into all this money. And then they do it the absolute dumbest, shittiest way possible. I feel is yeah. that's like that's how the corporate decision making got here. And then well, they're, they're just. Well, like,
1: there's a, like a big difference here, Q. Uh No one has nostalgic love for the brand of Unity. Like they have nostalgic love for the brand of Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. And anyone who is making these games is just like, well, I'm not going to do it with Unity.
0: Sure, but they were not, banking on being now. the easiest to use, whatever else like that. They were banking on the fact that they were like, they're, they're a monster, monster market share. And they were like, oh, we'll Except lose a little they, bit of our market share.
1: They just very quickly illustrated that they're also ready to fuck you over. Yeah, Up until outrage says that, that they shouldn't. So I know, and that's what I said. Yeah.
0: Wanting a piece of the pie is very different from, I'm eating your pie. So. <laughs> Let's talk I, about. I the think pie. Scott is really on Dude, something. It, but on but not just Hacker not just I'm thing.
1: eating your pie, but also pie is poison. Everybody, by the way, pie is poison. Wait, no, no, it's not poison. That's no, not poison. Everyone have some pie. No one, no one's eating pie anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, because as I so, said, they, they they implemented it. Dumb. The
2: the the comment that I thought was really really astute on Hacker News was that they're they're kind of shutting themselves down with this maneuver what scott was saying about many 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 developers just saying fine fuck it i'm out i'm never going to i'm never going to deal with this when you you can change the conditions mm-hmm. you know the people who are going to stay are the ones who are kind of trapped yep and there's an analysis of unity that says that they they're they're, they're kind of losing their edge in being easy to work with unreal mm-hmm. has made like great strides and bounds i can't speak for this personally i've only coded in unity but unreal supposedly is a lot easier to get at these days mm-hmm. And Unreal has always had a lock on the very, very max triple A end of game development, yeah, 100%. right? One hundred percent. So, if if Unreal is is actually stretching down into the lower end, un, like Unity is going to get squeezed out and it's going to have nowhere to go in the market. So, mm-hmm. if the analysis of the business says, "Oh shit, we're about to run into this," and we have two choices, we can either develop, 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 and like compete with an already winning competitor or we slaughter the golden goose get whatever we can out of people right now yeah. you know drain 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 and go bankrupt in five years or whatever when it when it runs a couple
0: out. ceos just cash out and say yeah
2: yeah, yeah. and yeah golden parachutes for everybody
0: <laughs> yeah exactly I
2: yeah
1: like if you were going to use the dnd analysis this would be like palladium games coming out saying you can't Right, yeah. open source games and without. Paying I think us. Like, I think D and D is fundamentally
2: different. So, D and D, right, wizards, was bought by Hasbro years and years and years ago in the, like before mm-hmm. Fourth Ed or like just around the the Fourth Ed days. Yeah. And Fourth Ed, I'm pretty sure was an attempt to monetize D and D by getting people to get into figs, and then yep. it, I would agree with it, that. like they and power cards, and, and you were
0: like, here's your wizard deck exactly. and stuff. They they, they were wanted, trying to accessorize. They
2: and then, and then fifth ed, they're doing anything they can. They're desperate because Hasbro is saying, "Look, you can't just keep making basically no money." And D and D is not ever going to be a profitable enterprise on its own. You could play Infinite for its sixty dollars worth of books. It's mm-hmm. like the cheapest hobby in a dollar to dollar to fun
0: ratio you can find. Yeah, but as I said, like I and even even back then, I can understand people being like, "Wait a second, we have the like be all end all of a role playing game." like ip we have dungeons and dragons it's when people say role-playing games people answer like dungeons and dragons it's like it's like xerox or kleenex you know like it is like we have the synonym of role-playing games and then you're like how much money do you make and you're like man less than a less than twilight the book series and you're Mm -hmm. like wait what (laughs) and you put in all this money and all these books and you don't even sell as much as harry potter what are we talking about? Like I can, I understand again, I understand the desire to monetize. It's that just doing it in a real stupid way without actually talking to the people that are using your thing, Mm -hmm. like to, to figure out like an amicable way of going about this. And, and I mean, like I said, I don't think to your point, I don't think the ceiling on D and D is, is extremely high, but like, but like there's a way, like I said, like I would 100, like it was just, they, they, I feel they set the bar too high. If there was a Netflix for D and D, Right? Like, say like a $10 a month or whatever else like that. And $10 a month gets you every D&D book that's ever been made. And it's the entire library all the time. And then you can still buy the physical ones when you want the nice ones on your shelf. I would be tempted by that. That's not the model they went with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if they made a D&D Unlimited where you get all of the books. And if you wanted to, even just stagger it. Right? Like you say, like D&D Unlimited, uh, like what they do about movies and theaters. Where when you release a book, it'll be three or four months later it'll pop up on D&D Unlimited. So you can still get that initial, oh, I want to buy it if I want to buy the hot shit, like a movie. I feel that that is a model people would subscribe to. You would get like, a lot like more people. Unlimited. Huh? Like Yeah, Marvel like Marvel Unlimited. Unlimited. Exactly. That's it. You have this basis. And, it, and a lot of people would be like, would probably even subscribe. I mean, I don't know how much of it. I think they only own Back to Third Ed or whatever. I don't know if they own all the old TSR stuff. But like a bunch yeah, of people right. would probably subscribe to it just for all the old shit. To be like, yeah. Like, so they could just like flip through all the old shit. Like. That's a model that I, I don't know what the price point is, but, like, if, it, if that was less than $10 a month, I feel that a lot more players would be like, oh, yeah, I'll subscribe to that, A, to support my hobby, and, B, that's a value. I'm getting all the nice. books, and, like, when a new book drops three, four months later, it pops up on whatever, Unlimited. That's, like, your you, – you charge Octobers. yourself like Disney+. Plus.
1: Huh? October is Ravenloft month. All subscribers get limited edition phone wallpapers. Or whatever, Access. yeah. This interview... We filmed this the... interview with the artist and the original writer. Like, you can do but... it for no money and make it seem added value for everyone. Uh-huh.
0: 100%. I was like, there is there is a model, there is a subscriber model that makes a bit of sense. Be like, Haha, I'll hold your character sheets hostage unless you pay my monthly fee. That's not the model, guys. You did this wrong. <laughs> like. Let's make sure we get all that Critical Role money. That, what are you guys doing? Like it's Those guys so, are
1: walking, talking commercials for you. Why are yeah, you going after them?
0: You, you, you went the wrong way, Hasbro, you dum-dums. Well, they probably saw those Critical Role guys
2: making more money than Hasbro was making. I bet you they're making more on ads than Hasbro is making off of selling
0: D&D books. But at the same time, how many D&D books sell because of Critical Role? Right? Like... 1 1 per table of 7. <laughs>
1: but the but the the idea isn't to go take money from them. It should be to make things good as they I,
2: can I mean, I get it. It's crazy. Like now now here's the see, listen, hear me out, hear me this d Unlimited figures?
0: subscription. This D&D Unlimited at like this D&D mm-hmm. Unlimited thing has, you know what? Every time there's a new release, you get to have a breakdown with Matt Mercer from Critical Role only on D&D Unlimited. Hey, there you go. You all you have to do is you phone up Matt. He reads all the books, and you do an hour podcast with him every time there's a book, and that's behind some weird frickin' D and D Unlimited. Then you're like neat, and then he on Critical Role he's like, yeah, I talked about this on my D and D Unlimited thing. Hey, print money,
1: and also like, did you see any of the Critical Role action figures? They're gorgeous. They're beautiful. They they look great. They're put together nicely. They're packaged nicely. Did you see any of the D and D movie action figures? They are bad. They look bad. They're shitty.
0: Hasbro, you had one job. You had one job, Hasbro, and it was making toys. <laughs> How did you screw this up?
1: And there's two companies making D&D toys within a year of each other, and the one that owns the property made shittier toys. And not shittier toys for kids. Shittier toys for 40-year-olds. Amazing. They fucked it up. Stupid.
0: Stupid. And bad. You should feel bad, Hasbro. Oh, man. Yeah, they
1: shouldn't be mad that someone is taking their stuff and making it better. They should be mad that they weren't able to keep up.
0: Yeah, like I said, I feel there's there was definitely a there was definitely a model, and I'm and I'm sure there was probably a model for Unity where it just it wasn't this, it wasn't pissing off everybody right out the gate, like
2: mm-hmm.
0: get out of here. Anyway, what else is up? I, mean, I feel a couple more minutes up. Mm-hmm. I, I went to go see the Banksyland thing.
2: Oh, yeah, you got super sick coughing into our mic
0: all yep. night. If you've heard me coughing, yeah. it's because I went to go see Banksy, the Banksy exhibit 10 days ago where they were like, hey, we're Banksy exhibit. We're going to be cool and edgy and be in this weird abandoned space on St. Laurent that is covered, every lip surface is covered in like an inch and a half of dust. And I got out of there, had an allergy attack, and have had a nagging cough for the last 10 days. Thanks. Banksy exhibit. You should sue him. I should. Sue Banksy. He'll be like, wait, this is mm-hmm. not my exhibit. This wasn't authorized. <laughs> I like the idea
1: of some art gallery being cool and edgy and then going on the street that the city calls the main. <laughs> I mean,
0: it was through a weird little backside door near Ava B. Sure, so. sure, sure.
1: like the, the coolest street in the city. If the they wanted to be cool and Wellington. edgy.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, well, if they uh, wanted that, to be cool and edgy, it should have been somewhere in Dollard. <laughs>
0: To be fair, it was on. It's on the <laughs> shitty. It was on the shitty part of Saint Laurent, so like above Saint Catherine and like below Sherbrooke, which is just pretty much dog shit and abandoned buildings. Oh, yeah. To their to their somewhat credit. Anyway, it was fun. It was kind of cool. Like just to see. I feel the. I have notes. I have notes for the Banksy Land exhibit. Um, <clears throat> so this footage exists, and they used it only like one time. So the parts that were really cool was to actually see some of his physical stuff, right? Like yeah. you're never gonna be. The, foot away from a Banksy that's not a thing unless you happen to see one in like one of the spots that he comes up so they have a bunch they had a bunch of the original street signs that he painted the rats on from Mm -hmm. the early 2000s they had a bunch of his uh wrong war stuff the the cardboard protest banners that were all over the place they had a bunch of that they had a couple of actual Banksy stuff on canvas which I know are worth like fuck off amounts of money like, the actual stuff he's done on canvas that is, like, slowly, like, like, verified and circulated and whatever else, even though they're teeny tiny things, are worth a tremendous amount of money. So those were all kind of, like, neat to see. And then for only the one in, uh, what are, the, the Palestine one, the, the hotel one that he did, I don't know if you saw it, like, he kind of did, did, did a big installation in Palestine. Um, And they had, for that section, they had, like, almost, like, life-size versions of it on a projector. Because, like, a lot of his stuff is obviously, like, installation pieces. You can't just, like, Mm -hmm. pick up the wall and bring it. But they had, like, life-size stuff of, like, camera, like, well-shot camera stuff being projected so you could get a bit of a size of, like, scope and scale of some of the pieces. And I was like, why not that for not all, but, like, other pieces that we know about? Like, cause you're just like you're talking about, like, oh, and then he went for to did this in France, and you're like, you see a few like small little pictures. I was like, no, give me a big, like, give me a big old projection. It's just the it's the cost of a projector to give me an idea of the scale of this instead of just a little like write up and a photo,
1: you know? Because they're in some like. shitty hole in the wall that didn't have that many outlets.
0: I guess, but this is like a touring a touring exhibit. Like, get it together. Get it together, Banksy. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. It was pretty cool. But also, yeah, like, people are just sort of like, oh, Banksy doesn't approve of this. And I'm like, well, first of all, Banksy painted on some street signs. I don't think he gets to say what happens to the street signs afterwards. It's nope. like step, step one. And, mm-hmm. and, like, step two, uh, Sarah and I were, like, among some of the youngest people there. So I was like, Banksy's not cool anymore, you guys. Like, <laughs> I was just like, is, is, is he the absolute most prominent artist in the world right now? Like, visual artist. Yeah? The visual artist.
2: Yeah. I'm not in that world at all. I don't know the first
0: fucking thing about yeah, it. Yeah, but you know Banksy, right? Mm. And I think that's, that's the thing, is that I feel yeah. that you, you can go to a lot of people and be like, do you know who Banksy is? And they'll be like, yeah, he's the street art guy. Like, I don't think he's this weird niche thing anymore. He's, like, absolutely mainstream. He's got a joke in Spider-Man.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, him, Shepard Fairy, Basquiat.
0: And Basquiat's dead.
2: Shepard Faire only did one thing, right?
0: No. He, no, he, he did, he did he tons did. of stuff. Man, He Maybe currently he has a... He literally, like, in the last two three years has a giant mural that is in Montreal, currently. Well, I don't know anything. Where? Really? Where? Uh, on St. Laurent. On the main. Uh, know. <laughs> know. It's on Facing One of the Walls. He, they had him in for Mural Fest a couple of years back.
1: Hmm.
2: I'll see
0: what I he's,
1: he's, Shepard Faire has got, like,
2: shoe crossover design.
0: Yeah, like, crossover Obey is, as a yeah, brand yeah, is yeah, huge.
2: Yeah. I was
0: kind of, like, putting everything in the Obey category yeah. this is pretty huh. big yeah. yeah still a pretty big artist but i'm saying like, like your keith herring and your Basquits are th- th- still older and like mm. not working like like banksy did stuff in ukraine like a year ago you know like so which is a whole other thing but yeah i think like, like i said he's absolutely mainstream he's not like this weird underground oh yeah he can still have sure. he can still have a message as an artist i'm not like i'm not saying he like sold out because he apparently hasn't like he he, at no point unless he is secretly getting money from this thing and he he says he's not you know like he apparently hasn't sold out but i'm like but you are absolutely in the mainstream now buddy like you're
1: yeah yeah once you get things on 60 minutes you're like
0: you're there yeah that's it you're 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 now full zeitgeist like you're not a not to say like yeah you're you're not edgy and underground anymore you're mainstream and
1: you're on jeopardy you're a jeopardy answer
0: 100 uh-huh. percent. anyway it was pretty fun i'm glad i saw it i was like i said i was i mm-hmm. feel there's a tremendous number of opportunities to see them so i was like neat i was like you still okay. could have
2: muted yourself
0: wait when oh <laughs> I've, I've gotten better with it i didn't realize that the button was good i've gotten better with it i've muted out three or four of the Mm-mm. 10 coughs you get six or seven Three or four, just for me. Okay. Uh, anyway, I think that was it for the main yeah, show. You guys, we did it. We talked a lot about comics, which I like. <laughs> it's like more, more like when we just like hang out and just shoot shit. Which comics is and video games. We did comics time. and video games. Thanks. Thanks for oh. Here we go. Nailed.